This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. How long has it been since you talked with the Lord and told him your heart's hidden secrets? How long since you prayed? How long since you stayed on your knees till the light shone through? How long has it been since your mind felt at ease? How long since your heart knew no burden? Can you call him your friend? How long has it been since you knew that he cared for you? How long has it been since you knelt by your bed and prayed to the Lord up in heaven? How long since you knew that he'd answer you and would keep you the long night through? How long has it been since you woke with the dawn songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise his name, I'm fixed upon it. Name of God's redeeming love. Hitherto thy love has blessed me. Thou hast brought me to this place. And I know thy hand will bring me Safely home by thy good grace. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger, bought me with his precious blood. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. God calls us into the vineyard. For there is much work to be done. No matter when we get there, 
God rewards us with generosity. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, the bridge minister here, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Eileen Flatten, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our reading, recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services, or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Michelle Eckert in honor of Marilyn Johnson, and we want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We'd like to invite you to Lenten services on Wednesday night at Little Falls. We have a 5.30 supper and 6.30 worship, and then also if you want to listen and can't make it to the Lenten service on WPCA Radio, we'll be having a Lenten service for you also. And later on today, uh, there's a dinner at Little Falls, and we'd like to invite you if you want a good meal, and it'd just be fun to have you come. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even, even when we're not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, Worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to prepare for worship by having a candle or a cross and making a space for worship. And we'd like to encourage you to also pull out your Bible and join in the Bible readings when Eileen reads them later on. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purpose of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Continue with the confession of sin and forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of mercy and grace, we admit to you to ourselves and to this community that we have caused harm to others through our actions and through our failure to act. Give us the humility to accept our failings and make right where we can. Forgive us and help us to forgive ourselves. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. In that love, God forgives you all your sin. For the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. We'll continue with our gathering songs. 
When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed When you are discouraged thinking all is lost Count your many blessings, name them one by one And it will surprise you what the Lord has done Count your blessings, name them one by one Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I 
Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust His cleansing blood, just in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I've proved Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. I'm so glad I Precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that Thou art with me, will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, grace to trust him more. I'd like to continue with the litany, and on this litany, this first sentence is the first group that labored all day, and the second one is the ones who just arrived. We have labored long in the vineyard, but we have only just arrived. Well, we have lived our whole lives in the faith, we are new to everything, open to learning. We have sweated and toiled for this community. We have done, not done much service. We have built everything you see here. We have new ideas for changes. Surely we are of more value. Our opinions carry more weight. Don't we have a say in how we do God's work in this world? God has given us all an equal wage no matter when we have arrived in the vineyard. We are grateful for God's great generosity. We too can be grateful for it and live generously in response. Thanks be to God. Continue with the prayer of the day. Gracious God, you call us all into your holy work and reward according to your generosity rather than our deserving. Give us the same heart of generosity toward others. In Jesus' name, amen. I would encourage you now to share the peace with someone else that's with you or share it with yourself or bless yourself. Beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading is from Psalm 16, verses 5 through 8. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a godly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I, I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. The Gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. 
For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same, and about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am, going, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I chose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Well, good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message. And as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. Have I ever told you that I have five brothers and one sister? How about you? Do you have any brothers or sisters? I am the middle child in my family. But that doesn't mean I am any more special to my parents. When they tucked me into bed at night, they never once said, I love you, but I love your brothers a little bit more because they've been here longer. That sounds silly, doesn't it? Our parents love us all just the same and as much as they can. The same thing is true at school, isn't it? When a new student comes into class, we wouldn't expect the teacher to say, I'll teach you a few things, but not as much as the kids who were here first. Instead, he or she becomes a part of the class and just as important as everyone else. In this week's gospel lesson, Jesus tells a story to help us understand that God's love is just the same way. He tells about a man who hires some helpers one morning to work in his fields. Then later in the afternoon, he finds more helpers and he hires them too. At the end of the day, he pays everyone just the same for the whole day, even though some of the workers were there longer than the others. Just reading this parable, we might be caught saying to ourselves, well, that's just not fair. How could the kingdom of God be like that? After all, in our world, hard work generally pays off. At least that's what we've been taught. If you work hard, you do well in school, and you put all your energy into your work, then you'll be rewarded. In fact, if you do that, you deserve more than those around you who didn't put in the effort. And this parable just seems to show the unfairness of the work ethic. And not only that, but it seems that Jesus is purposely trying to upset us. After all, in the story, the landowner could have paid the workers who had been there all day first and moved on to the last. 
but instead he specifically pays the last workers first in the sight of the others. He knowingly tells the story to upset our beliefs of fairness. He tells the story to purposely challenge our notions and assumptions about God and his kingdom. When we hear the phrase, the last will be first and the first will be last, we assume that's a complete overhaul of the system. Up becomes down, down becomes up. But if you read the parable again, everyone, both the first and the last, receive the same wage. Everyone is treated the same by the landowner. The generosity of the landowner is not dependent on how hard the workers worked. It is not dependent on how long they worked. And it isn't based on the worker's sense of justice and equality. Instead, it's entirely based on the landowner's sense of generosity. God chooses to give generously to each person, no matter how we might regard the quality of length of time of their work. The grace, love, and mercy of God are extended equally to absolutely everyone. God's grace and love do not depend on how holy you are, how much work you do for the church, or how long you've been attending the church. God's grace and love are not dependent on how much you give to the church, how much you volunteer, how nice you are, or how much you pray or read your Bible. None of these earns you a greater share of God's love. None of these earn you additional servings of grace over and above your neighbor who might not work, pray, or live as well as you. What we learn about God from this parable is that he keeps going out in search of people to receive his grace, just as the landowner continued to go to the market hour after hour to find workers in the vineyard God seeks out the eager hard workers and the lazy last minute workers because his grace and love are for everyone equally. His love works the same way. He doesn't love you more because you're older or because you come to church longer. That's because God's love doesn't come in little pieces. Once you have it, you have all of it. Isn't that a wonderful thing? God loves us all and he loves us all the same. So could you please bow your head and fold your hands and join me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for giving us all your love. Help us to love others in just the same way. Amen. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. God loves me so, He's so good to me. God answers prayer, God answers prayer, God answers prayer, He's so good to me. God is so good, God is so good, God is so good, he's so good to me. We'd like to share a little skit from the narrative. Boy, this paycheck. Can you believe this? I am so mad right now. <laughs> what? About the new bonus structure? 
Oh yeah, the new owners decided everyone gets the same annual bonus from now on. It's completely unfair. I have been at this company longer than anyone. And I've been here only a year less than you, so uh, you think we should have gotten more? Of course, we should have. Some of these people have only been here a year or two. They can't possibly have contributed as much as I have over the last 25 years. But, um, isn't it an annual bonus? <laughs> what difference does that make? Well, the bonus is based on just the past year's performance. So the people who've been here one year did as much to help with that as us. One year is one year. A nonsense. Our experience is worth something. Uh, then again, uh, well, my bonus was actually a little higher than it was last year. Was yours? Yes, but that's not the point. Wait a minute. You got a bigger bonus than in past years, and you're mad because other people got the same amount? How can you not be mad about it? Uh, the o new owners are just gener generous. Why not appreciate all the amazing things they give us and be happy for the newer folks who, by the way, are every bit as fiercely dedicated to this place as you are. I don't know. It still bugs me. Yeah, it sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> As for me, I'm going to take my bonus shopping. Hey, I'm right behind you. Well, as we deal with this story, I think most of us sometimes have asked questions about it and not been happy about it. Because what is fair, especially when you talk in the church or in God's kingdom? We like to talk about justice. We like to talk about things in which we are right. And we like it when we benefit. We don't always like it when other people benefit at our expense or what we see is at our expense. As we look at this story, there's some neat things that are going on here. The landowner paid a good wage for everybody. That was agreed upon. They agreed to the price in the morning and that, that was cool. So it's not about fairness. It's, it's, all, it's most about God's goodness or good, God's generosity or God's grace. So as we look at those three things, God's goodness, God's generosity, and God's grace, let's remember some things. God's goodness, the first thing that happens here is that God is out, or the landlord, if you will, who represents this God, is out looking for people all day. He goes in the morning early, he goes back at different times during the day, looking for workers to give them a chance to have a living wage. Employment evidently was hard for many to find. Some had waited all day and hadn't been hired. I'm sure they were just rather discouraged and wondering if they had enough for their family. Maybe some of that happens today when we look at our politics and stuff where we get upset with people who are on welfare or under certain government programs or if they just work but sometimes there isn't work to be had for many of them or the work isn't available in the areas of their field. Do we get mad at that? Or do we look that we are taking care of people? The landlord at this point is looking to help people. Good wages. He wanted to give them a chance to survive 
for them and their families. That comes to the second part, isn't it? God's generosity. He wanted all of them to feel good, to have enough. Sometimes we, well, you might even say to have more than enough. We sometimes have a scarcity mentality that there's only so much to go around. God is very generous and gives to all. In fact, some of us even get upset when it rains on the good and on the bad. We don't like it when people that we feel are not worthy get good things. We get envious and jealous. But God is looking to be generous to all people. Isn't that good? And then there's God's grace. It wasn't that anyone deserved more. They had all agreed on what was coming. He gave regardless. Our argument should cease with grace, God's grace. That we learn to rejoice for others. We learn to rejoice for what has been given, for what we have received. So the call is for us to be good, generous, and gracious also in our dealings with others. To be good out of the response to what God has given us. To be generous, knowing that God can take care of us and others. And that it's not just about what we deserve. It's about what we don't deserve and are still given. There's a couple little stories I'd like to share. A small boy of poor parents lived in the slum area of a certain city. He came one morning to Sunday school. His thin shirt was torn and his trousers did not fit. His feet were bare because he had no shoes and stockings. His appearance was in sharp contrast from the others in the group. The lesson that day was about God's love and how he provides for his children. The small lad was deeply impressed. He went back to his home in the slums, and now and then he would talk to his friends about what he had heard in Sunday school. He told them about how God cares for each one. <laughs> then one day, someone asked the lad, if God loves you so much, why doesn't he tell someone to give you a shirt that isn't torn and pants that fit and shoes and stockings to put on your feet? The boy stood for a moment in deep thought. Tears filled his eyes. With quivering lips, he replied, maybe he did tell someone, but I guess they forgot. God has called us to be our brother's keeper. He has commanded us to show love for those about us. He has given us the example of his great love in caring for us and others. He asks that we reflect this love in our living. Wouldn't it be good if people looked at us, said, oh, what generous people. Little Falls drowned on Trinity are and the church is today. They give without asking questions because they love and care about people that there be no more little boys or girls going around without the very basic needs. You also can go to another story here where we need to encourage each other as people of faith instead of get angry at other people's success. This one's a little different, but kind of 
in the same vein, one afternoon a popular opera was scheduled for performance at the New York Metropolitan Opera House. A famous tenor soloist was to sing one of the title roles. Every seat was sold long before the performance, but just before the curtain was to rise, a disappointing announcement was made. The tenor had suddenly become ill, so his role would be sung by an almost unknown substitute. The performance began. The substitute made his entrance and sang his first aria. Usually that number was followed by resounding applause. This time, however, the audience sat in silence. Then something dramatic happened. A small boy seated in a box near the stage rose, and in a high, childish voice, audible to everyone, he exclaimed, Daddy, I think you are wonderful. Then suddenly, everyone was applauding, clapping their hands, and brushing away their tears. The love, loyalty, and encouragement of that little boy were far beyond any price. Because of it, the father was encouraged and an audience was influenced. So God has told us to encourage one, other, one another in the faith. He has given us his own witness as an example. Sometimes when we try to do good and go beyond the call of duty in helping someone else and feel that nobody seems to appreciate what we have done, we receive compensation from him who whispers, well done, good and faithful servant. We should never forget that it is better to receive the blessings of God than the plaudits of our fellow men. The last thing I'd like to share on this text today is uh, at my uh, sermon that I give at Lenten at, in the rotation is today you will feast with me in paradise talking about the thief on the cross. I was just thinking today about what it would be like to be at judgment day standing next to the thief on the cross and we were talking before our names were called before the judge if you will. Would I boast about my years of service in the church of over 50-some years in youth ministry and camping and doing ministry even into my 70s? Would I be so proud of what I had done and accomplished and all the work? And then I'd turn to the thief and say, how about you? How long have you served? He might say, I didn't get a chance to serve after I got to know Jesus. I died on the cross next to him. But he told me, he told me that today that I would be with him in paradise. Hmm. That might shut me up. Or I might ask the question, oh, how, how do you know for sure? You, you didn't serve him, you didn't follow him. He said, but that's what he told me, and that's enough. When we get to that day, what are we going to depend on? Are we going to depend on our works? All the things that we think we have done that's so good for other people? Or will it be like the thief on the cross who can only say, God's promise was for me. He has claimed me as his own. Whatever I have done is a poor offering in response, but his promise is sure. In Paul, Paul, in one of his letters, speaks about 
He, Jesus will present us pure, holy, and blameless to the Father. All sin taken away. All grace is mine because God gives it generously and has promised it. You too have been claimed by God. Live in that promise. Start to reflect that which God has called us to do. Not so that you can get to heaven, but so you can reflect this wonderful God who loves us all with goodness, generosity, and grace. Amen. I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne I spend, when I kneel in prayer and with thee, my God, I commune as friend with friend. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach till I rest in peace with thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer. We'll continue 
our worship with confessing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll continue with the prayers of the church, and I did forget to mention at the start of the worship, we will be sharing communion after the offering. promise of Jesus Christ's unending love. We pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. Loving God, Jesus taught us of the love you so generously give us, though we cannot earn it. Receive our humble gratitude for your abundant blessings. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Teach us to lavish extravagant care on all that you have made. Make this planet whole for the benefit of all who call it home. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. As we walk together on this journey of Lent, give us the humility to see where we have desired more than our due. Free us from greed that we might respond with generosity to all people. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Heal all who are in need of your care and attention, all those who hurt in body, mind, or spirit, especially Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Jim Wade, Randy Goglin, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Helen Erickson, Shirley Lenz, Julie Dubois, Wayne Jones, Rachel Seacrest, Jerry Johnson, Scott Morgan, Arlene Johnson, Matt Crerup, Ida Martinson, Jean Hoisington, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Becky Anderson, Helen Jorgensen, Marilyn Johnson, Ronnie Wilson, Monica Bow, Rhonda Zontelli, and Chuck Olson. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. As we reflect on the ways we desire to change, help us also to see the ways we show up just the way we should. Help us to live contentedly with ourselves and with all people. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. 
We thank you for all the saints who have labored in your vineyard for the sake of the gospel. Give us that same commitment until we all taste the fruits of your sacred vine together. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We lift these prayers to you, gracious God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish or your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. And now take your morning offering and then the offering prayer. God. Do not let us think we can decide what others deserve to have. Give us hearts as generous as yours, that we might offer our gifts and service to your children with no strings attached. Bless what we bring before you today for your work of compassion and justice in the world. Amen. We'd like to now celebrate communion. So if you can have the wine and the bread ready. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the wine, gave thanks, and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer and eat. And hear the promise from Jesus the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine, our grape juice, as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. 
called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to love, heal and forgive, he lived and died, to buy my pardon, an empty grave is there to prove my Savior because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth.
just because he lives how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride as joy God gives but greater still the come Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. And then one day I'll cross the river I'll fight life's final war with pain And then as death gives way to victory I'll see the lights of glory Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Not that. Again. <laughs>